Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. On this week's episode, I, Aaron, and Kevin are talking about stories and uh, the importance that they play in uh, getting to know who God is and, and who we are. So, as always, we hope you enjoy this conversation. Woosa. All right. Kevin, it's good to see you today. Hey, you too, Aaron. Is that a new shirt? Uh, nope, it's old. I just don't wear it very often. It looks new. Yeah, it's because I don't wear it very often. <laughs> when I wear stuff too often, then it looks real old. I know. Yeah. How about you, man? No, this is not new. This is also very old. Mm. And my wife asked me over the weekend why I still have this shirt. Because mm-hmm. it's old. And uh, that's why I'm wearing it today. Hey, nice. Not to spite my wife, but to prove a point. It's a good shirt. That Plus, is a good it, shirt. look at it. It's like complimentary to yours, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, I get a little, a little purple, red purple. tone. There. It almost yeah. looks like we planned this. We never plan anything. <laughs> we didn't even plan what we we're going to talk about today. No, 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 no. But the spirit will move amongst us mm. as he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I mean that's why we obviously we know that we're going to talk about your sermon and stuff. But that's why we just call it conversate, right? Yeah, just a conversation. Just kind of pick up and catch up with one another and see sp- how the spirit moves that and it's, share experiences it's and, kind of funny too like thinking about planning a conversation i don't know if you've ever tried to do that oh all the time i used to do that when i was a kid when i was like middle school i got really nervous when i'd call my friends up on the phone mm-hmm. and so i'd have a little index three by five card with the the things that i wanted to mention because as soon as i got on the phone with my friends i'd just like kind of forget everything that like the whole reason i yeah. called you know that's so cute yeah yeah i was kind of a shy guy yeah we uh my wife and i've talked about that uh, let's call it like talking points, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> we, we, we actually went on a, on a date recently, but Ari came along. So he, you know, still stole the show, but, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's just funny, you know, when you have, unfortunately, when you have so many kids and stuff, it's hard to just get real conversations with the wife and that yeah. kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so like, I don't, I don't remember how it happened, but we we like intentionally stopped a conversation like prior to going on the date we intentionally stopped a conversation that we were like trying to start in the midst of we're like let's save that for talking points you know like (laughs) share for the date yeah Yeah, exactly so we have something to talk about (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty funny yeah 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 you know but it, it, it is interesting to me um Right now, already on this conversation episode, uh-huh. you and I have both shared stories. Uh, yeah. life. Like, we couldn't help it. You know, it's just natural. Right. Like we, everybody does this. You know? We do. We do. Um, yeah. You know, even even in this data data heavy modern world we live in, you know, yeah. like we don't give data about our weekend. You just talk. You tell a story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some people. I I think some people are natural. Uh, natural storytellers for sure mm-hmm. um, a lot of you a lot, a lot of you listening to this podcast uh, might know uh, my former co-worker and good good friend yeah. of all of us but yeah uh, Dave Weber Pastor Dave Weber and I you know I, I love Dave and Dave if you're listening you know I love the way your his mind works like just um, I don't know like everything I think everything is a everything's a story it seems mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt that it seems like good stories also happen to him in life, you know, right, can, right. can generate those. But, um, yeah, I think some, some people are just natural, natural storytellers for sure. All of us do it. Um, mm-hmm. I think some of us do it maybe a bit more naturally or maybe more elaborately or more mm-hmm. often, but yeah, when we, whenever we're sharing about, I don't know, experiences or whatever, that's all, that's all story. Yeah. I mean, we're just 
I don't know, reporting what happened. And, and if I understand, like, and I don't know a lot about this, but uh, what I recall about kind of like the psychological world or the world of psychology, yeah. like even when it comes to our sense of self, like we, this isn't something we actively do, but we all have this kind of narrative sense of who we are, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and it helps us understand our kind of our place in the world or, you know, what we do, why we get up, what we're going to do with our life. And, and sometimes for people... Uh, People who have, you know, maybe like a mental breakdown, nervous breakdown, or like kind of an identity crisis. Sometimes that happens when something gets thrown into this narrative narrative arc of your life that doesn't it doesn't seem to fit. Okay. You know, so it's like, so I mean, a lot of traumatic episodes would yeah. would be in this, right? It was never never thought it was going to happen, never planned, never it wasn't in the story I thought I was writing for myself, and so now I'm kind of confused. Like I don't mm-hmm. even know who I am after this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I just think that it's, it's so interesting that we. Even kind of like, I guess, and again, I don't really know too much about this this world of psychology, but I remember learning this at the seminary, uh, mm-hmm. uh, kind of about um, child development and this narrative arc idea of our of our lives. And I know for myself, like, I I was I hesitate to say it was anything as far as like a you know I mean it was a bit of an identity crisis. I don't know if I'd go so far as say as a nervous breakdown or mental breakdown, but like when I was at the seminary, that was it was odd for me. Like mm-hmm. I had moments where it was kind of like yeah, like my the narrative of my life felt like it was really changing. I didn't really know who I was, what I was doing. Like, I mean, now, like, looking back, I can see kind of how I got there. And I feel a little bit more, like, I don't know, at ease and confident about where my life is. But sometimes I still, even now, I wake up and it's like, you know, I wake up in a house that I own in Chassel with two kids. And I'm like, I don't know, you ever do that? And you're just like, how did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Oh, for sure. And then, but then that's, that's, that's life though too, right? I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say. Uh, but I have had those moments for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, Yeah. I have four children and I'm sleep deprived. So, you know, a lot of the time it's just like a blur or a, you know, but, um, for sure. For sure. I, and I've had a lot of those conversations. Um, and I, I think that, you know, that your sermon was probably very applicable for a lot of people, especially, um, I don't know, the, the metaphors are abound, but you know, when the carpet or the rugs pulled out from under you or, mm. you know, when, uh, I don't know, whatever other metaphor it is, but when, I, when everything crumbles, crumbles yeah. and, you know, when falls apart. everything hits the fan, you know, it's just yeah. like, we we understand this idea of like it's going well, going well, going well, and then all of a sudden it's not, you know, mm-hmm. um, what what happens there. And I think I think what can happen it can it can go either way though. Where um, I believe that those moments are great moments to actually um, uh, grow even deeper in your faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just having a conversation with a young with a young man who who's trying to reach some other people with the good news of Jesus, some friends of his that, um, that are really just apathetic. They, they just kind of live life in apathy about, about everything. It's just sort of like, I don't know, like, I don't really know what's true, but I, I'm doing my thing and I'm happy and healthy and I have my friends and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just sort of apathetic about faith, apathetic about, you know, just kind of life work, just, yeah, but everything's kind of a, a kind that, of a joke. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I don't even know, I don't know, the person I was talking to was like, I don't even know how to like 
bring the good news of Jesus to somebody that's so apathetic, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, and in all honesty, I said, yeah, it's actually really hard, you know? Um, it's really hard. And, and unfortunately, I think sometimes what needs to happen in those people's lives is sometimes for things to kind of fall apart too, you know? Yeah. And obviously we can have conversations where we lead people to a place where they recognize that not everything's good, you know? Mm. Not everything's great. The world is pretty messed up, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it, nothing bad actually happens to them, we can point out the bad that's all around and kind of go, yeah, that's a, the world is a shaky foundation to build your life on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh -huh. um, But Jesus is a, a sure and certain foundation to build your life on and to find your identity and purpose and value in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and that's, I, you know, I think that... Uh, that idea of how, you know, how do you live? How do you get by in this world, right? Like given the kind of place that it is filled with conflict and difficulty and challenge and frustration and grief, you know, and uh, that same. So I mentioned a podcast I, I was listening to that about meaning. I mentioned that in the sermon. And one of the pieces of that podcast talked a little bit about uh, the difference kind of between uh, someone who like doesn't, you know, um, have any re religion or any faith, right? Um, and, a, and a Christian, and he was saying one of the differences, uh, the speaker in this podcast was saying one of the differences is that as a Christian, you, uh, you, you want to think more, right? You want yeah. to think more because it's, it's our, um, you know, thinking about the reality, the truths that we know that actually give us purpose and hope in life, right? So it's like, you know, I'm in this conflict moment and something, things are falling apart. And so what I need to do, I don't need to be apathetic and not forget I need to remember, like, mm. remember that, okay, I'm not alone in this, mm. right? There's a God who created me. Mm -hmm. uh, he is seeing way more than I'm seeing, and he actually has a purpose for my life, and he's going to keep connecting me to that purpose, mm -hmm. right? Um, he, he has given his life for me. He loves me. Okay, okay. So, like, this is bad. Like, whatever I'm in, it's not going well, but I'm not abandoned. I'm okay. I can push on, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're, yeah, if you're someone who doesn't have a, a faith as your foundation, in this world, um, and, and this is something that the speaker was talking, like even like people who are, uh, I don't know, philosophers and, and writers and deep thinkers on, um, on kind of these issues, they will tell you, you can't think too much about it. Because mm. if you, if your kind of view is the world is an accident, you're an accident mm -hmm. of an evolutionary cycle, right? Uh, you have this life now, but you'll be dead and gone and no one will ever remember you. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to live. Mm. It's really hard. It's really hard to have any care yeah. about the world. It's really hard to have care about yourself. You, you kind of have to be apathetic. Right. And the advice, so the advice even from these guys who kind of, like that is their belief about the world and the way it is, that's what they'll recommend. Like, don't think about it too much. Huh. Because if you do, you'll drive yourself mad. Huh. You know, you'll be depressed. Interesting. And so, yeah, so like <laughs> as Christians, we actually want to think more. Yeah. Right? We want to use, uh, I guess, the gift of our, you know, ration uh, that God has given us to think about these truths that we live in um, instead of basically just trying to escape or not think or numb out. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. there's all these ways that we kind of cope with life. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. So we have us. I mean, we have a bigger story, I guess, it's part of that whole that whole bit. Right. Like. Yeah. And I think that, you know, just thinking back to your sermon, too, you know, you asked um you, you ask people this question, you know, what's your story? Mm. Um, what's your story? And I, I, I love asking people that question. I love, I don't know. I love getting to know new people um, and just just ask questions. Like, tell, you know, 
I mean, I don't know if I've, I've probably said that to people, like, tell me, you know, tell me your story, um, whatever, and then ask further questions. I love, just love asking questions to people and uh, flushing it out and stuff. It's very, it's just very intriguing to me. I'm genuinely interested to mm. hear the stories of, of people's lives, you know, it's, uh, it's just fascinating, um, you know, to, to hear those stories, to hear experiences and to hear, um, especially when people, um, tie, <clears throat> tie their faith into that story and God's mm. activity and presence, um, uh, throughout it's, it's just fascinating to watch what God has and is doing in the lives of people and in the world and stuff. It's just, uh, it's remarkable, you know? So, um, it's, it's kind of a humbling thing as a pastor to be involved in the lives of, uh, of people, mm-hmm. um, who are, I think oftentimes willing to share those stories and experiences and stuff. And so, um, I truly love, you know, getting to know your stories and, uh, those, and I think Kevin does too, you know, just, uh, sitting and hearing that because, because I don't know, hearing other people's stories and, and those experiences, especially of God's activity, mm. I think are, are really um, moving for us mm-hmm. more so, more so I think than even just like explaining or studying the Bible mm-hmm. and the uh, theological the doctrines yeah. or whatever. Right. Right. So, um, cause there's something written, I, I don't know. There's something written into us how, again, how this is so, so, such mm-hmm. human nature to, to live life in story and to have those stories just, they do something different to us emotionally and whatever. So I don't know if you've had it happen yet, but in, in preaching, um, like, we, you know, oftentimes we tell stories to further elaborate a point um, or to, you know, to just to connect the abstract yeah. into, yeah. into something tangible. Um, and I don't, uh, listeners, I'd, I'd be curious what, what you think about this, but oftentimes when I, when I've heard sermons or whatever, and there was a, a, a powerful story or whatever. Um, sometimes I remember the story, but I don't remember what the point was. Sure, you know. So yeah, I, I yeah. think that's a. Uh-huh. I re- I remember that in preaching classes though too. Like mm-hmm. I remember them saying like, th- somehow you know you need the gospel tie-in needs to actually be tied into that story. Sure. Because if your if your image or your story that you're telling to prove the point, the analogy, if that's so strong, people won't remember actually what the what the point is, you know, so to get those things uh, definitely tied together is important. But I think that happens. We hear, we hear stories and then we're like, I don't remember what the point was, but that was a really, <laughs> really <laughs> interesting story. story. Yeah. People say it to me all the time about my jokes. Ah, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, no, no. Nobody appreciates I remember some of your jokes. Nobody. I appreciate them. Do you? Yeah. Thanks, I do. Kevin. I do. I'm trying to think. There was one. It really, it really did make me laugh. I can't remember. Was it on Easter? Yeah, I think it was. Well, the Easter one. Was, I actually... uh, yeah, the funeral guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the cremation, right? Yeah. Yeah, remains to be seen. Yeah. yeah. See, I tied that one. In, I tied the punchline in, though. You are remains to be seen. That's right. You know? So that was, the, that was the close. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, I think stories are powerful. And, it, and it's even interesting thinking, like, you know, we talk about human nature. Like, stories are so ingrained in human. But it seems like story is also just ingrained in who God is, mm. you know, and I, I kind of appreciate that in terms of the, the book, you know, we've been going through or last year, the yeah. story, right? right? Like we call it the Bible most of the time, which uh-huh. is fine, collection of books. But like, this is how God chose, has chosen to reveal who he is 
to us, mm-hmm. right? He didn't just give us a list of here are my attributes, here are my qualities, yeah. here's the things you got to believe if you want to be saved. No, he didn't do it that way. Right. He literally like told a story right. or lived a story. And that's primarily what the Bible is, yeah. you know, primarily. There's, again, if you don't, if you don't know this, the Bible is, is broken up into different kinds of literary genres, yeah. right? So the vast majority of it is narrative. It's, it's storytelling, but then there are, there are psalms, right, which are songs. There's poetry. There are genealogies. <laughs> there, are, there are lists of rules, right? All these things yeah. exist. But all of that is actually wrapped together, though, in the fact that it's telling this overarching story of, of God being God, God creating, God working with this fallen creation to redeem them, to buy them back, to save them mm-hmm. from their sins, mm-hmm. culminating in Jesus and eventually Christ's return and the restoration of what went wrong in creation, right? I mean, so I think, like, I, I, I hope for those of you who have been mm-hmm. journeying with us through the story that at least one of, one of my hopes is that you can see that narrative arc and yeah. flow of the Bible, because um, <clears throat> I think this is one of the things that a lot of a lot of us struggle with with the Bible. A lot of Christian people are like, "I know the Bible is important. I want to read the Bible. Just I don't know how." And anytime I open it up, I struggle to fit the pieces together. And I just some of it, a lot of it doesn't make sense. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, ah. So again, the reason that we've been going through this. The, the book, the story, is so you can get the overarching umbrella story so that when you go back to your Bible, mm. you, you can look at it and say, oh, I see where that fits. I, okay, mm-hmm. I understand where, where God's people are living, you know, mm-hmm. while these things are being written, what, mm-hmm. what's happening in the world. Because, um, I, I mean, honestly, I didn't have, I probably didn't have that good of an understanding of, of the Bible like that probably until I went to the seminary. Yeah, same. I don't know. You know, so, and sorry, dad, if you're listening or mom, it's not, <laughs> it's not your fault, you know, but I mean, I grew up in a Christian, <clears throat> Christian household. I went to church all the time, read, read, I knew Bible stories and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I went to a Christian college where I was studying to be a pastor. Somehow it's still, I just still didn't get it, but it, I don't know if it was emphasized to us at the seminary or finally just studying it enough. It like finally started clicking, you know, when I just, reading it a lot that was like oh okay there's a there's movement and there's this people and they're moving and stuff's happening and god is god and they're falling and he's pointing to jesus you know like Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. basically um you know friends those of you listening i I think if you can if you can find a way to summarize the scripture see that narrative arc and flow with these big movements Mm -hmm. um throughout um that would be helpful for you in your own understanding of the bible but also in your in your testimony to other people mm-hmm. of God's of God's story, because that's what the Bible is. It's God revealing to us who He is, what His activity has been in the world, how He feels about us, how He's working in us. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, as I say, and it's one of the you know kind of incredible things to me about the scriptures too is that it's not just this story that God is telling us about a bunch of stuff that happened way back some other time 
that we take, you know, meaning out of. Right. But like, we are actually a part of the story. Right. Like, so the story, it's still got this narrative arc and it's not done. Yeah. You know, so we're waiting kind of for the completion of the story. Uh, you know, the climax has happened. Uh-huh. You know, that'd be Christ on the cross, empty tomb. That's why we talk about that so much. Right. Because that's like the big uh, plot point, you uh-huh. know, that everything's pointing to. But but there's still this, um, I guess, like the falling action. If you think uh-huh. of, I don't know if you ever had to chart narratives. Uh-huh. Yeah, like in school. It was always like, you know, but I don't know, setting and then like rising action some, some more conflict uh-huh. and rising action and the climax uh-huh. but then that falling action before the resolution and we're kind of in that falling action stage where everything everything has changed uh-huh. because of christ's death and resurrection and but not just yeah i mean changed for us too yeah. you know like in our life and so god is he's also writing like he's writing our stories too and, and he's, I mean, the Acts talks about, um, or Paul in Acts talks about how God knew the boundaries that people were going to live, and yeah. the times that they were going to live. And, uh, you know, as followers of Jesus, we basically, I mean, we have this news of, of what he's done for the entire world. And he's positioning us to let that kind of, to let the story live on, essentially. You know, find our space in it. You know, where, where, where have I been redeemed uh, in my life? You know, what are those salvation moments for me? Uh, and then be able to go and share that with other people so that they can be restored, mm. you know, be restored, which was God's uh, goal goal the whole way through uh, to restore uh, the creation. Mm. I also I love uh, that this is, I'm probably using it out of context a bit, but Paul talks about um, the Gentiles being grafted in. I was actually looking for an image of a tree because when I think of God's story, mm-hmm. I kind of think of this uh, like a tree, right? Okay. So there's uh, this, you know, this one big story that he's writing and telling. That's all. I mean, Jesus is that tree, right? He's like the trunk, and uh, and all the scriptures are are telling this one very um, you know, consistent, congruent story, you know. But then Jesus, you know, dies and rises, or yeah, dies and rises again. And that's the main point, um, climax and everything. And then now like the branches are going out, mm. you know, with that story and reaching to all these different people. But, um, but Paul, talk about how the story was, it was really limited to the Jewish people, right? Like Egyptians weren't telling this story or I don't know, other cultures back in <laughs> uh, the Israelites day, you know, except for those who came into into interact with the Israelites and maybe even came a part of their community. Uh, but now uh, in the New Testament in our day, like this story has been opened up to the entire world. And so we kind of get to be these branches shooting off of this story, you know, connecting ourselves to this story. Um, it's, almost, it's almost like you could say Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. Exactly. And like if we stay connected to Jesus. Uh-huh. Won't bear much fruit. Yeah. But if we cut ourselves off from Jesus, we can't do anything. Our stories will be pretty shallow, I think. I think Jesus maybe said that in John 15. Yeah. Did he say that? Yeah, something like He that. did. All right. John 15, <laughs> Jesus said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. You know, whoever yeah. remains in me and I and him will bear much fruit. Yeah. Right? And so that's, yeah, our the lifeblood of Jesus, you know, flows into us and through us and out, out into the world. Yeah. Um, so his story is our story um, and our, our story belongs to him. So I don't know, uh, you know, those of you listening or Kevin, I, have you ever thought about, because uh, you, you posed the question um, mm. at the beginning of your sermon, what's your story? Yeah. Um, those of you listening, I, I, I would encourage you, if you've never done this activity before, to sit down and try to write your story 
in something that you could say in like three to five minutes. And not, not just your biographical information, but um, pointing to God's activity in your life, mm. right? So in three to five minutes, could you, could you tell your story and how the hand of God was upon you in pivotal moments um, of your life? Um, and maybe, maybe how you came to faith and what that's meant to you? Could you do it in three to five minutes? If you've never thought about that, um, I would encourage you to actually grab a pen, pencil, or you know, a typewriter, or a computer, whatever preference. When I was a kid, my dad had a typewriter. He yeah. brought it home from his office, and my brother and I would, you know, yeah. Oh man, those are the days. We also had rotary phones. I don't know anything about those. You don't know rotary? You don't even know what one is? I can picture it. It's got the little holes, right? Yeah. Ah, uh, so good stuff. Um, so write it, write it down though. Um, write down your story because moments are going to come up, you know, mm-hmm. where you've got opportunity to, sh- to share your story with people. Um, and uh, we should be ready, you know, be, to be ready with that. So rehearse it, practice it. And, because that's the, by telling your story of how God is active in your life, um, that that's I think that's the best kind of testimony that we can give to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not gonna you're not gonna convince the world or change hearts and minds by dropping doctrinal truths right. or trying to convince people um, to believe in Jesus. You're not gonna mm-hmm. convince people, but you you're probably gonna change hearts when you show them um, the the reality of how God can can and has been active in your life. You know, and then you let the Spirit do the work. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's your homework, all right? Um, Kevin, as always, it's been good to sit with you here today and uh, share stories and share about um, how impactful they are uh, in our in our lives and getting to know God. So thanks for being here. Yeah, Thank man. You.